Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are modern homemakers. I don't know what makes us modern. I think it's, we live in the 21st century. That makes all of us very modern. I don't know if you know this or not, but Arizona became a state in 1912. And when I'm thinking about history and this season of preparation for Easter, I'm, we're talking thousands of years here. Doesn't 1912 sound like yesterday? But 1912 is when Arizona became a state. We, not the newest guy on the block, the newest guys on the block were Hawaii and Alaska. What do they say? The 48th contiguous state. We were the last to join. Arizona is a great place to be, and we at Modern Homemakers are delighted to join you wherever you're listening from around the globe. Will you do us a favor? If you've recently found Modern Homemakers, whatever way or however you found us, would you just drop us an email that says, I'm listening from, you know, Tucumcari. Had a wonderful email from a friend of ours in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you. Thank you so much for writing. Those of you who write us and ask questions and tell us what your needs are or how the broadcasts are encouraging you or how the resources on our website. I seldom talk about the resources on our website and I went to look at them myself just as I was preparing for some of these shows before Easter and I went to resources and they're all free resources and then to holidays, and there's a long list just for Easter of things that will encourage you and your family. And one of them I'm going to talk about today, and that's 40 different ways, I know you're not going to do one every day, but 40 different ways that you might encourage your children or the children in your neighborhood or the children in your Sunday school class or any other group that you may participate in with young children. So looking at those resources reminds me of so many things we have available for you. The power of the table. Easter is coming and maybe that's a time you have a family meal around your table. The power of the table is material that I'm very proud of that we did some years ago uh, talking about the sociology, the psychology, and the theology of what it means to sit around a table and what young people learn from being at a table with generations, grandmothers, and parents, and learning from each other. So look at our website, lots of things available, and my books are there too. Someone said to me, you wrote a book, and I thought, I guess I don't talk about my books very often. Yes, there are a number of books that I've written, and they're all available there on the website. This is the welcome prayer that we've been praying and will continue to use until we take our break in the summer. Thomas Keating is given credit for it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it is for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power, control, affection, esteem, approval, pleasure, survival, security, change of any situation, condition, person, or myself. And I open to the love and presence of God and God's actions within. That prayer has been rearranging my life, and I hope 
it's rearranging yours. We talked a last time we were together about less is more. And um, if you listen to that show and you heard me sort of breaking down, I was quite emotional about the subject of less and more and fasting particularly. And I think it's because um, fasting has been a very important part of my own growth, my own process. I thought fasting was just like a simple thing to do. You just, okay, you gave up something or you gave up something regularly or you actually quit something. I could still remember coming face to face with the idea that I might fast this forever. Well, well, my, if you were in studio right now, you'd see me shaking my head. Well, what do you mean fast this forever? That there are some things that we add into our lives we don't really need. We don't really need them, and they're not really good for us. And the best way to do that is take a fast, like a long, long fast. And one of the things that came to my mind after we finished that show was something that I, I haven't told this in a long time. Maybe you haven't heard it, but let me say to you that in my late 30s, I read novels a lot mean a lot, a lot. And I like those big, fat, historical novels. You know, there would be 10 volumes with an ongoing saga of generational lives. Oh! Until one day, I can tell you exactly where I was and what the day was like. And I knew I was being called to fast. I didn't even call it a fast. I remember thinking I had to give it up because it was destroying my life. And here's what I would do. I would get these novels, and they were big. Oh, I would borrow them from the library. I seldom bought them. And they were thick and fat and hardbound. No Kindles in those days. Sorry about that, girls. I am old. And um, then I would start one, and here's what I would say. Just one more chapter. Just till I get through this section. Just... Just till I finish out what happens to that life. And I found myself that hours would go by, hours. And on this particular day, I was repeating a pattern that I had done many times before. And I was greatly convicted about it. And here's the pattern. In the afternoon, I just read a little. Just, did you hear that? Little. I didn't know what I was telling myself a little was. An hour, 45 minutes, I don't know. It's too many years to remember. But then it would, I would look at my watch and it would be 325. And our daughter was coming home from school and she was bringing a friend. And my husband was coming home for dinner. The beds weren't made. The house wasn't done. Everything was a wreck. On those days, I just let everything go. I think the beds were probably made, but dinner wasn't ready and nothing was prepared that needed to be done. And so I'd read right up to the last minute and then I'd go, zoom, bing, 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 and I got everything done. I got everything done, but I was kind of a crazed person when people came in the house. So that day, I gave up reading novels for, yep, one whole year. I went cold turkey, as we say. One day I'm finishing whatever that eight-volume trilogy or quadrilogy, what's a quint, quint, quintology? Eight books of something. And I went cold turkey the next day. No novels. 
And it was in that year that I developed something that's a resource on our website. It's called the Donna Otto 7 Book Reading Theory. And if you have trouble reading one kind of literature and you say to yourself, I'd really like to expand and read other kinds of literatures, maybe some self-help, maybe some history, maybe whatever. And novels were one of those seven books. Okay, did you get that? one of those seven books. And I started training myself, just training myself. And I began this seven book theory, which I continue to this day. Let me just say to you that this year, I decided to reread all of George MacDonald's novels. Now, if you've never read any of George MacDonald's books, find one, borrow one, buy one. You can buy them in, for $3 on the used book and start to read them. Read the Michael Phillips edition books and start with the Baronet song, the original title, Sir Gibby. Sir Gibby will wake you up in the morning, glad to be alive, and Sir Gibby will remind you of Christ in a way that only George MacDonald can do. And I was just finishing Sir Gibby the last few days, and I thought about my fast from reading novels, and what a lovely migration, and now I have this history. I never feel badly about reading my novel at night. I climb into bed, it's soothing, I do my bedtime rituals, and I prepare for rest. So that's kind of a tie to our fasting. And the things I want to talk to you about are not only fasting for yourself, but ways that will encourage your children during this time. And I made the shows, I did the shows some years ago. I'm not sure you can get to the archives to hear the shows, but there is in the resources for holidays and Easter, 40 ways to celebrate Easter. That's what it's called. And it's an optional daily focal point of possibilities. Okay. So make a paper chain. Just make a paper chain and count down the days. Make your house a place of worship. Set up a little worship center and put some symbols there that would um, remind your family that Easter is coming. Lilies will be out soon. Fragrances. Maybe have a weekly worship time. Easter Sunday, a heart of preparation for the day. Talk about Easter Sunday and what that day is about and how different it is. Do you make it special or do you not make it special? Send an Easter card. About 10 years ago, I decided, someone asked me, what is your favorite holiday? And I said, Easter, just like that. And then I was talking to my husband about it. I said, isn't that interesting? I send Christmas cards, but Easter is my favorite. So I started sending Easter cards. So if you're on my Easter list, you get an Easter card. Maybe take a color, just a focus of a color. For example, purple for royalty or black for mourning. Just, just pick a color and start talking about that color in the days between now and Easter. Have a foot washing service in your own home or attend a church service that offers them. I was recently with a group of women and I was describing this. Um, Maundy Thursday, they call it. I'm not sure I know the real reason for the word Maundy, and I'm not going to take time to think about it. But that service is held in some churches in your community. Find one that does. Go to the internet. Who hosts Maundy Thursday? And go to that service. I remember the first time I went to it like it was yesterday. They did two things. They washed 
everybody's feet in the whole congregation. Not both feet, just one foot. And I heard giggles from the congregation, people who were ta- and kids who didn't want to, and sons whose feet were stinky. And um, they went forward, one foot bare, one foot chewed. And then the people in the church washed one foot with a basin of water, fresh basin for everybody. I don't know, coronavirus is going on right now. Everybody may be afraid to do that. But at home, you certainly could have a foot washing service. It reminds us of the passages found in John particularly, where the last supper is held and Jesus, as an act of service, washes the feet of the disciples. It's a great Peter story. Pin the tail on the donkey. (laughs) Pin the tail on the donkey. Put the donkey up for good uh, discussion about Palm Sunday. Have an artist evening. I know nobody's an artist in your family. Mine either. But let them depict the early events, the church, the the. Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Easter, Um, maybe go to the internet and ask for paintings, those famous and far, ones you may never be able to see because they are in other countries, about this precious time of preparation, Lent, and the church. And remember that the Roman Catholic Church was the very first place that most of the artists created art for. It was for the church. I have a friend who's going to Italy, and I've encouraged her to see all the art she can see, because some of those things you'll never see again. And then there's some lovely books about bunnies and Easter and Easter finery. Um, One book is, is the Easter bunny for real. Look them up. Talk about lambs, the importance of the sacrificial lamb or the cooking of lamb. And lamb is a great food, especially if you like Middle Eastern food. Have a treasure hunt for 30 silver pieces of coin and put the 30 pieces all around the yard and talk about the betrayal of Christ. Have a Passover supper, the last supper reenacted at home. Use Easter music. Handel's Messiah was not written for Christmas. It was written for Easter. Have a random act of culture. Did you ever see the random act of culture clips on the line on in the internet? They were amazing. About 10 years ago, there were random acts of culture and little groups of vocalists would gather in malls and on street corners and they would suddenly start singing the hallelujah chorus and everyone around them would look. I went to one of them in a mall. It was amazing. The kingship, a worldly view of a king. How about a tiara? Do you have one at home or a child's made of plastic? Talk about what the king wore and why did he wear a crown. How about thorns? How about the crown of thorns? And do you have a bush in your yard that has thorns on it? Holly bushes are particularly thorny. If you live in the southwest, there are lots of places to get thorns from the cacti. Celebrate communion together. Plan a sunrise service in your backyard or go to one in your local church. Talk about butterflies, the importance of new life. How about common activities like dyeing Easter eggs or buying a new set of clothing. Do you know why we do those things? You can find out easily um, why we began these customs. They're all very tied to the original time of sacrifice in preparation for the crucifixion and resurrection. Easter lilies, they're beautiful, fragrant, and they only come at Easter time. 
sacrificial activities we've been talking about, like fasting or agreeing to give up something for another family. Have some crosses around. My husband one year made wooden crosses for all the young women in my groups, and they were very, very rough and rustic. I still put one out every Easter. Give the gift at Easter and not Christmas and say why. Do the Week of Weeks basket, which is found again on our website. Visit a local prayer garden. Or how about hot cross buns? Maybe that's a tradition in your neighborhood, in your community, or in your ethnicity. Practice Easter greetings like hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Let the children repeat it and repeat it every day. Have a fig tree account. Eat some figs. You say, my kids don't like figs. Maybe they've never tried figs. Try it. Create a paper mural. Get some freezer wrap from um, the grocery store and tape it up. And let your children draw a mural of the happenings that happened the last week of um, Holy Week before Easter. Hide the eggs after dinner on Easter. We've done this for a number of years. The boys hide the eggs and the girls find them. And then they have to do it in reverse, depending upon how hot it is outside. There's a play on our website also called The Week of Weeks. I wrote it some years ago, and it's a great thing to do with you, especially if you're having a bunch of kids over. I can still remember a young man who is now a senior in college who was at one of those festivities at the Otto House, and I asked him to be pilot, and he did not want to be pilot. And he grumbled and complained, and his mother said, you're going to do it. And he still talks about that Easter, and he's a college senior. Plant something and watch it grow, just little green grass seeds in a paper cup. Give a gift to someone in your family. Go to the food bank at this time of the year and make an extra donations in preparation for Easter. Serve some homeless center or add a new habit to your life. Don't just give up a habit. Have a new habit. Don't just fast from a habit. Begin a new habit. It's a great time of the year to practice any one of these 40 ways with your children to begin to continue to prepare your hearts for Resurrection Sunday. Easter is coming. I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers, and we are glad you've joined us today. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of celebrating Easter. Easter.